What's up, everybody? It's Ryan. Gerald, James, and I have another great episode to offer where we talk about everything in the world of basketball, including John Morant's 25-game suspension, Zion Williamson's off-the-court activities, if that's what you want to call it. We'll also discuss Messi heading over to the MLS and the Live PGA merger that's not really a merger, is sort of a merger, and what that could mean for the rest of professional sports here in the United States. Without further ado, let's put it in the group chat. See you on the other side. Chumps are gonna bow when I whoop him. All of you, I know you got him. I know you got him picked, but the man's in trouble. I'm gonna show you how great I am. Hold up. Black excellence, I be rapping it differently. Uh, tell how a coach, tell him how are you with this rapper thing. Uh, underrated from Chaka City with all the flavor. My bitches ball like I'm Cuba Cardis annihilator. Black excellence, we depart from the negative, boy. Black denim that keep a knot like a pessimist, boy. Black niggas hate black niggas, that's evidence. So keep black windows with mass niggas that never miss, boy. Charles Manson is celebrated, somebody saves. Dr. Savvy was really current with people gave us. I'm a beacon of what you become if you got passion. I feel like Ali, but feel like I be with all the cash is. Never could reach the masses. Label said I'm too deep, then I told them people, let's drown it. Blacks executed for moving around it. Maybe I think too deep, but I think it be for this brown skin. Pro black is an anti-white, but how we act like we don't see no tiki torches at night, dick. Pro black is an anti-white, but if a Nazi try me, catch these Ali hands on sight, dick. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ryan Shepard. You're listening to the Put in the Group Chat podcast. It is Friday, June 16th. Happy Juneteenth to all who celebrate. It's approximately 7.20 p.m. here on the East Coast. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Gerald and James, that make everything possible. How are y'all doing? Doing good, doing real good. It's been a while since we recorded, so I'm going to try to speed round this before so we can get going. Uh, shout out to Ice Cube, the big three being the officially uh, recognized first Black-owned sports league in America. Shout out. Uh, Nikolai Jokic, I always had you over Embiid, never forget that. And... <laughs> Uh, also, the Las Vegas Knights winning the NHL championship, and they really are on the track to being one of the best expansion teams of all time. All right, I'm good. I got a question. At what point do you think those FIBA three-on-three teams start coming over and try to get that big three money? Because we be playing three-on-three different. I didn't even know like American basketball was that different until I saw like how overseas they play three-on-three. They can come over here when if they start selling tickets. Did you did y'all know that we play three on three and like half court differently than overseas? Yeah, I watched the Olympics. I watched it. Yeah, happened. they take it out the net. What kind of bull crap is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and by the way, Ryan, who don't celebrate Juneteenth? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what white people celebrate. This ain't. I'm this ain't. Just, a... <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Like, I was like, I can't even get a good for them. Like, you you know what I'm saying? Like. You see people not enslaved no more, and you like that ain't how it should be. Like, what, what kind of what, uh, <laughs> Juneteenth should be at least good for them. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm just going to say this. There's probably certain people that are still around to this day that are not happy about what happened on Juicy. <laughs> that's some hater shit right there. That's uh, hater. That's I mean, that's another word for racism, but yes, that is... <laughs> racism is just hating. Like, that is literally the... It's elite level hating, but it's hating. <laughs> you know how bad you got to be to be like hating because somebody's skin color? That's crazy. That's elite level hating. But, uh, um, yeah, Jokic, Jokic. It was a long week for Bam, wasn't it? Anyway. Long week for Bam. Uh, Going to be a long week for a few people. Uh, But uh, before we get into that, we always have our warm up. Uh, we're not going to do a multiple choice game, a trivia game this week, because as Gerald said, we're going to try to get through as much as we can in this hour. Uh, so I'll just start out with an open ended question. So I was floating around on Twitter the other day and I thought it was interesting. Um, the question was basically uh, I shouldn't say what it the question is, uh, if you could bring back one prime athlete and put them into today's sport, whatever sport that may be, a sport of your choosing. What athlete would that be and why? Um, uh, this was a uh, shout out to John Boy Media. It's a startup media company out in New York that primarily focuses on baseball, but they do a little bit of basketball, football, and boxing. Um, they got answers such as Ken Griffey Jr., Mike Piazza, so on and so forth. Um, so I, I pose the same question to y'all. If there is any person or any athlete that you could bring back uh, that is not currently playing or even not alive today, and put them in today's uh, sports sphere, whether that be as a coach, an owner, or a player, who would that be and why? Ooh, let me go. Let me go. Oh, God. I think there's only one answer to this. It's got to be the Dominican himself, Babe Ruth. It's got to be. I got to see him play against some black folks, man. I got to see it. I got to see it. I got to see Yankees 1927 Babe Ruth play against the Negroes, man. I got to see it. Like, we know the answer to the rest of them. Like, Barry Bonds was cold. Michael Jordan was cold. They going to adjust their game. I got to see. I got to see. Oh, man, I got to see Mr. Dominicano himself. I got to see it. I mean, that's a solid choice. I was actually going with somebody who – they were supposed to go to the NBA in their prime, but never got the chance to, especially with how foreign players are exceeding now. I kind of want to see what primes of bonus would have been like in today's game. Like you hear a lot of the reports of him. He was very hyped up. He sounds like a lot of the bigs that are in at the NBA's game today. Kind of do want to know what he would have been like in his prime in a game like today where he would have been tailored to. Could baby Sabonis guard big Sabonis. That's that's what I want to see. If we, if it's today's game, I want to see his son guard him. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see that so bad. <laughs> could, could baby Sabonis guard big Sabonis? That's what I want to know. I don't care about none of that other stuff. I want to see. You just want to see the Sabonis. Sabonis <laughs> got it like that. Or would he get punked by his daddy every single time? I just want <laughs> Uh, I guess for me, the number one person I would want to see brought back is probably it's probably Reggie Bush. I hated USC growing up. I, I did hate USC growing up, but there was something about this electricity that was in the stadium that came through the broadcast when Reggie Bush was on the field and you could just see it. And I just obviously college football has gone in a different direction over the like the last two 
15, 20 years. But I just hate how like USC has not only obviously there was a point in time where they couldn't bring him back, but even now that they can bring him back, they haven't necessarily welcomed him with open arms. And I just feel like that's affected the way a younger generation sees Reggie Bush. Because once you see the highlights, there there are no questions. There are absolutely no questions. And obviously he couldn't play like that in the NFL because everybody's bigger, faster, stronger. You can't cut back, reverse the field and do all that wild stuff. But just being able to watch that in real time, I don't think people understand just how, I guess the younger generation understands just how far ahead of the curve that Reggie Bush was. Obviously, he had help, being that he played with, what, 10, 15 NFL, future NFL players. But still, they beat everybody except for Texas in like a three-year span. I guess the way I would look at it is if Reggie Bush existed in the today's like landscape of overtime, house of highlights, Reggie Bush's the money that Reggie Bush got even before NIL does not even equate to the amount of money Reggie Bush would have gotten post NIL playing like that in Los Angeles. Reggie Bush could have told USC to kiss his ass when he, if they tried to like ban him, like. <laughs> It's just different. It's just different. Also, that would it also mean that we we probably get to bring back Matt Liner and you know I I would need to I would need Mel Kuyper to explain to me why a man with a knee brace in college is getting drafted first in the first round. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I got a question for you, just real quick. What current athlete would you like to see in the past? I've said this fifteen times. I want to see Demar Derozan in the old school game. It's. it's... <laughs> Okay. I want to see Barry Bonds before integration. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and for that, hey, and for the for the record, I want to see Tiger Woods before integration too, to be <laughs> honest with you. I, I also do want to bring up, I'm shocked that we just had a topic talking about who you would bring in their prime and nobody tried to give Megatron a second shot outside the Lions. Man, that man is making so much money off of weed. It is ridiculous at this point in time. I want to see Megatron retire earlier. That's what I want to see. He's, he seems so happy. I was going to say Andrew Luck, but that means he'd have to go back and play for that Colts team. Oh no! And I don't think he deserved that. Mm. Um, I would probably, I probably say Deontay Wilder. Like, <laughs> put Deontay Wilder back in like. 1950, 1940? That's malpractice. I took this topic as a way to try to give the players more shine. Y'all like, nah, we want to see these dudes die. I gotta. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real. I'm not going to say nothing disrespectful because he the greatest. But he wouldn't have been able to rope a tote Deontay Wilder. That would have been a dangerous game. That'd have been a real dangerous game. Dog. He wouldn't have had to. If if you give Muhammad Ali the supplements, the training that athletes get today, and he's still 6'3", and he's still that quick, Deontay Wilder's going to have a hard time hitting him. <laughs> like that's, you, yeah. But he's 6'3", 220, though. Like, Deontay is still with – I don't know. Like you, you Usyk's like that size. Huh? Alexander Usyk's like that size. Hmm? Usyk's 6'3"? Yeah, he's six three. Yeah. He's not very big. But you think Usyk is gonna? You think Usyk is gonna beat Fury? Don't you? It's possible. It's it's gonna it's gonna depend on when that fight happens. 
the only thing I have about like Muhammad Ali being six three is like them super heavyweights. That no. I, I don't think I don't think skill wise like he not better than Deontay Wilder. I just think it's like at a certain point you talking about like two. Well, I mean Deontay Wilder is pretty skinny, but. Yeah, we have to see we have to see Deontay Wilder fight somebody an elite heavyweight not named Tyson Fury. That's and that would tell us a lot. Um, but I would I would just like to see Deontay Wilder do the to this day rant in like 1945. <laughs> okay, so he all I gotta say is Deontay Wilder is from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And he he that he looked like that. Uh, his uh, his boxing his boxing career might might have ended before it started if he started talking mean, white people out like that. I mean, we just talked about Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali started in the fifties, and he's from Kentucky. I'm talking about like like I will. I'm talking. Yeah, you, that's true. That's true though. Like Muhammad that's Ali true. had issues with Sonny Liston, who was backed by the mob. Yeah, he had issues with his original promotion group, which was all white folks from the south. And then he had, he had beef. He had beef with the federal government. At what point do we just kind of say like Muhammad Ali was like just beefing with folks? That is also true. Because he some of that ta- trash talk, you be like, you that's real light skin talk for you. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like, we don't like to talk about it. But the way he treated, obviously, the way he treated women was not great. But also the color, the way he talked about Joe Frazier and George Foreman. Maybe. Yeah, he called that man a gorilla. Gorilla is crazy. I know. I know you got to chalk it up to the fight game because, like, there's been worse stuff said. But a gorilla is crazy. Gorilla is crazy. But go ahead, Ryan. What's our next question? Um, getting into today's topic. Obviously, we've been away for a minute, and we will get to the NBA finals. But I think it would uh be inappropriate if we didn't start with obviously the biggest news of the day in sports which is the NBA deciding on Juneteenth of all days. No, I'm just joking. Uh, NBA deciding to suspend John Morant for 25 games after he was seen on Instagram Live in the car with a close friend of his brandishing a weapon. John Morant initially, uh, there were, uh, John, well, it was a gun. Whether you want to say it was fake or not, it's still a gun in the car. <laughs> like, that's not, that is not up for fate. Uh, what, as uh, James said, uh, there were, um, I guess, whispers from his PR team, or allegedly from his PR team, that it was a toy gun. Um, league did not want to hear any of that nonsense. Um, and I'm saying nonsense because, as we'll get into it for a minute, uh, whether it was a toy gun or not a toy gun, still not the greatest look of look of all, but it is what it is. Uh, so he will miss the first 25 games of next season. I bring that up to ask two questions. The first being, are you surprised at the length of the suspension? And do you feel that the suspension fit the nature of the, I won't say crime, but the nature of the infraction? Uh, To put it into context for our listeners, uh, for similar uh, suspension, I don't even think this may be similar, but uh, the closest thing we have is Javaris Crittenton um, and Gilbert Arenas being suspended for, I believe, over 40 games for uh threatening one another and bringing guns into the locker room um and i guess more recently um i want to say it's mikhail bridges who was suspended 10 games after uh uh running with the law involving uh domestic violence uh so those are kind of the two suspension one being contemporary and the other being more fitting 
the infraction uh, that John Moran was convicted of. I don't know what the word is for it. I mean, I'm not surprised it was something to this extent. Personally, I feel like it should have been longer because it's not. If it was a one-time offense thing, I would understand the 25 games. Like, if he got this for the initial thing with the nightclub thing, even if it would have been, like, a little harsh, I would have been, like, understandable. But it's the fact that this is the same, inc- a similar incident happening over, has it even been six months since the last one happened? I think the other one was in March, right? Yeah, the other one was right before the playoffs. Yeah, so it's like, it happened in March. The league warned them about it. They didn't suspend them to this extent the first time. At, it just feels like to me it's a little weak considering it is basically a second offense and maybe you guys have a different opinion on that but just to me I feel like this could have been longer because it's not necessarily the first time out and it's not like he hadn't been warned for it yeah I don't think it's weak I just think it's kind of a hey man go sit down somewhere hey man <laughs> like I, I don't know I mean, twenty five games is gonna get probably reduced to eighteen or something like that. That's what no, nah, that's what uh Woj said today. But I, he uh he messed up. Like you can't bring you you gotta stop putting guns on the thing. I don't know, <laughs> Instagram. I don't think that's I don't think that's bad. I think if I was posting guns, you know, I'd probably get fired too. I don't know. I I I don't really think it's is weak or anything. I think it's kind of just is what it is. I don't. I mean, Ryan, what you think? He he did something wrong. Now, I hate that we got to compare it to like Bridges down behind doing domestic yeah, violence that's... stuff because it's yeah. like just because the league gets it wrong one time, don't mean they got to get it wrong until you know forever. But there's a difference between like and people are like okay. Well, if he was hunting, it'd be different. It'd be like, yeah, yeah, hunting animals is different than saying, like, hey, like, I'm, you know, we about that life. Like, I, I know the demographic is different, so that looks different. But it's like, yeah. I mean, there are black people who hunt, so I don't know. I think the way I look at it is it's not necessarily the infraction. It's the, we told, as you mentioned, we told you beforehand to stop right. doing this. Because I don't necessarily think that he should have been punished the first time around, um, and it didn't. It obviously wasn't as severe because he got to play in the playoffs, um, so it wasn't as severe. It was just more of the public ridicule, which the NBA can't necessarily control. Um, it is what it is at that point. But in terms of we told you to stop doing it, and I wanted to read um, a piece of the statement that the league put out earlier today. And it says uh, Morant posed with a firearm in a car during a live stream video on May 13, comma, less than two months after he was suspended eight games for live streaming for for the lot. He was suspended eight games without pay for the live streaming of a video on March, March 4th in which he displayed a firearm while in an intoxicated state at a Denver area nightclub. So they're making it very clear that he's being not just being suspended for this but he's being suspended for, we had a conversation, we told you not to do this, and you still did it. So, like, I, 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 looking back at it now, I'm not necessarily on board with the eight-game suspension to begin with because he didn't necessarily break any rules. It's just a matter of, 
this is a bad look for the league. And like you said, he needs to go sit down somewhere and relax and kind of get himself together because he's going to be back by Christmas. So it's not, it's not that big of a deal at the end, at the end of the day. And it's like you said, it's going to get reduced to 18 games because they do not want his, his comeback game to be on Christmas day. They do not want that. No, no. Hey, uh, how about we refrain from going to the stadium and putting free job posters because he's not in jail. (laughs) And he don't need to be free in that manner. <laughs> or, or my favorite tweet, free the real NBA young boy, which I still feel. Yeah. I'm waiting for Zion suspension. Oh, that's a perfect segue uh, to our next topic. Um, about a week ago, um, you both can attest to this. I, I I tweet I texted y'all both to the extent of what's good with Zion, <laughs> and at that time, I don't know. James responded first, so I don't know if you had seen it already at that point, Gerald. But J- James was like, "What about Zion? I thought, I thought he was just I thought he I thought he beat the milkman allegations, which no, he did for like a brief second. Oh, he beat him. He <laughs> beat them. He beat them. He knocked them out. Okay." Uh, so last this time, actually, not even this time last week, over a week ago now. Uh, I got a, I, wait, wait, I got, a, I got a, I got an answer to your question. What's good with Zion? Not a damn thing. <laughs> I mean, in the moment, he probably felt really good, but where we are, where we are at that point, um, uh, so I believe last Wednesday, uh, Zion made a very joyous announcement uh, that he was going to have his first child, a baby girl, uh, with a woman by the name of Rose, who is, I don't know how to, what her exact occupation is at this current time. At a certain point, she was an adult entertainer. Um, I don't know if she that's the line of work she still is in. Um, but as people learned more about this young woman, who I had seen once, but I didn't know at that point in time, that this is the woman that we're talking about because a video surfaced of her twerking on top of a desk um, on a podcast that was ran by a popular New York media pop personality by the name of Queens Flip, who is now on the Joe Budden podcast, which is a very popular podcast. I didn't put two and two together at that point in time. But as more videos started to surface of this young woman, uh, there were videos as 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 I put told y'all. I believe I told James this over the phone. The videos of her fighting, which not a crime necessarily, but it was be. just it was just it can be if you win too much. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but it wasn't necessarily anything that was like, what is Zion doing? Most people were just happy. That he was having his first child, and as we jokingly said, he beat the milkman allegations. Being that he went to Duke and he grew up in a, or he went to a high school in a predominantly white area. Um, but the following day, following day is when things got interesting. Um, a, a, in her words, a real adult entertainer. Um, um, as she as she put in one of her tweets, and I'm using adult entertainer to avoid using the other term. Uh, that she used uh, by the name of Mariah Mills began tweeting about her two-year encounters, two-year stretch of encounters with Zion Williamson in which they were 
I'm trying to use this in the best way. They were intimate. Um, several occasions. I do not know where Mariah Mills is from. I knew she. Um, there is that clip that was going around where they were asking Zion his favorite cities, and he said Dallas and Brandon Indigram, Brandon Indigram, his Duke uh brother, pointed out that why you like that? Why you like Dallas so much, Zion? And at that point in time, it was just a joke. No one knew to the extent of why he liked Dallas, but we later learned that a woman who lives in Dallas, Mariah Mills, uh, was having many sexual encounters with Zion. Um, She was getting paid by Zion. Um, And she outlined this in a series of tweets that is still going to this day. Uh, If you want to go to her Instagram and see what I'm talking about to this day, to this day, just a few hours ago, she posted a video of herself spray painting in a spray painted Duke uniform with the number one on it, shooting basketballs into a hoop. And she has changed her Instagram profile uh, photo to a picture of Tupac because it is Tupac's birthday. Happy birthday, Tupac. Wearing a Duke jersey. Which I didn't even know that picture existed. But here we are. Uh, That's just a really long way of getting to my initial question. I mean, my my initial question, which is, there's been a lot of talk about Zion potentially being traded this offseason. Is this the right time to let Zion go? Or if you are in is David Griffin still the GM? Yeah. Would you so, would you yeah. try to rectify the situation with Zion? Because there were a number, I guess I want to throw this in as well. Mariah also outlined uh she talked about uh she alleges that she is the reason that Zion lost weight. Um she also put it out there that Zion does not get along with his teammates and they don't like him. Um but that's just neither here nor there. I ask you the very simple question. If you're in the position of a David Griffin, do you trade Zion while all of this is going on? Or do you still try to rectify the situation with a man that you just paid over $200 million? Uh, the Pelicans were really good when he was flying the floor. So maybe uh, Gail Benson with the Thule need to go and ask Mariah to sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Gail Benson's still alive, right? Hey, man. No, hey, I'm man. serious. <laughs> I'm serious, dog. Yes, I'm Gail not- Benson is. Gail, we've only been doing this podcast for so long. The woman is still alive. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I'm just. She's I'm not. I'm not trying to make a joke. Old. I'm not trying to make a joke where the woman is dead. I'm trying to make sure she's alive. She's 76 years old, and according to Wikipedia, she's worth $4.7 billion. So she's she alive and well. She's worth the Charlotte Hornets and some change. I love it. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) but, nah, you got to give Zion a try. Yeah, because you never know. You might be able to trade him for uh, John Morant (laughs) at Christmas. Jesus. Trade the gun for the bun. Okay. 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 No. No. <laughs> I mean, look. If you want to trade him or you want to keep him, either way, you do have to talk to Zion about this. Just get whatever his side of the story is, and then find some way to squash this. Because it's either going to ruin 
Uh, the chemistry with the team, if whatever the heck she was talking about with the team is right, or it's going to ruin his trade value in general. So figure this out. As for keeping Zion, you are right. He was really good with the team when he's on the floor. Problem is, he's almost never on the floor. And I don't know whether they're getting fed up enough with it to find another star. Uh, my only thing is, I think if you're going to trade Zion, don't go back into a rebuild because you have a really good team. But yeah, if you can find like, I don't know, if Damian Lillard becomes available and they can trade like Zion and CJ McCollum for Dame and somebody else, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. Sending CJ McCollum back to Portland is cruel and unusual punishment. That <laughs> was cruel and unusual. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's it's hard because it's in one hand, you are right. He's that team is so good when he's on the floor. It's just a matter of do I trust Zion living in New Orleans? And also, like if I'm a team that's gonna potentially take him in. What kind of city are we in? Because, yeah, he like, there's a Mariah Mills in a lot of these NBA cities. Like, if we just being completely honest, maybe not yeah, in Portland. But there's a Mariah I'm, Mills in Salt Lake City. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some Are we sure about that? Like, there's, there's scammers. I'm talking about, I know there's scammers and there's people trying to get over on one. If there's one thing I don't want to go too big. If there's one thing we learned about Zion, because there's a third woman who alleges she had a, um, a relationship with Zion. Um, and if you look at the mother of his soon-to-be child, allegedly, because now there's doubt on whether his child is his, Mariah Mills and this other woman, that man certainly has a type, and I don't know if that type lives in Salt Lake City. That's all I'm saying. I know there's people that are going to try to get over on him anywhere. but I, I, I was just going <laughs> to say, I thought you were bringing it up because one of the trade rumors was Houston was thinking of trade the fool. So that's you can't stop you can't stop your superstar from moving bad though. I'm not saying you can. I'm just saying if I'm in a certain city like Miami, off the table. Yeah. New York, them girls on Dykeman would have a field day with Zion. LA, nope. Houston, nope. Toronto? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but you can't you can't predicate your basketball team off of him like not being him being 22 and just walling out i'm just saying like if you're gonna trade for him you have to be you have to account for the fact that certain cities are more likely like i'm necessarily having this worry in portland i'm not necessarily having this worry in oklahoma city or indianapolis or memphis is i don't know but yeah there's certain like certain charlotte i wouldn't necessarily have this this worry but But which problem would you rather have john morant's problem or Zion's problem. I feel like John Moran's problem is more easily fixed. Really? I think Zion's is fixed. I think it's I'll, just you need to have a vet. Just be like, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, unless you're going to follow him around like homie did in Like Mike and make sure that he's not wilding out every single night. <laughs> Morris Chestnut was wilding in that movie. <laughs> I don't I don't know because like like I'm going like we talk about we joked about like the milkman allegations, but it's very clear. Like going back to those, th- he has a very specific type, and all these women have gotten money off of him very easily. You got to stop tricking. But is he going to listen? That's my thing. Because it's not 
like people keep talking about like this thing, like this is one of two things. The thing that got me, aside from him talking about his relationship with his teammates, is she said this has been going on since 2021. She said yeah. he first DM he first DM'd her when he was 19 years old, right after he got drafted. It's a problem. This is we're three years down the road. Like yeah. he's still in college mentally. He need to be hollering at the girls from Duke. He he got all this money and he don't know what to do with it. He need to, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Be honest with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what he, I don't know what his breakdown of like getting paid every two weeks, but he get paid a ton of money every two weeks. I don't and know if it's like, bi-weekly, even, but <laughs> what'd you say? I don't know the frequency. I, it might be bi-weekly. I, I get paid bi-weekly. I feel like they get paid more frequently. He, no, he get paid bi-weekly, right? No, they do. They do. So oh, they like, do. Okay. Yeah, so like every two weeks he get paid a ton of money. I don't know. I mean, I think some of that might have ended up if I had that money, some of that might have ended up in some women's hands. I know I'm not saying it's <laughs> not gonna end up in women's hands. It's the it's the type of women that he's going after. That's that's the thing that concerns me. He a mark now. He can't he can't go back. What are you about to go back to? He can't go back. <laughs> because man. You see what happened to the ball, boys? See, I don't because I don't want to go. I don't See, I don't want to go too far. Like, I feel like we already passed that. <laughs> but but the, I'm serious though. Where, where are you gonna go? Not those particular women. That's the. It's those particular women because, right. like, I did way too much research on this. Okay, <laughs> so I did way okay, too then, much. okay then. <laughs> but it's not necessarily like the fact that he likes spending women on women. If you look at some of those replies and those tweets. There were other porn stars talking about how they don't like Mariah Mills. So how do you end up with the with with the woman that's trying to scam you that the other scammers do not like? That concerns me. That 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 really concerns me. It ain't like she on yoke though. I mean, for escort stars, yellow, but that's. Oh, yep. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey, he should have spent the half a mil or something on ice spice. Oh, I mean, gosh. I would have much rather that to be completely honest with you. You know what Jordan Poole got? He got cussed out by Cameron and Mace. I would much rather that than this right now. Could have got her a pizza. It's crazy. He probably could have, but that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's a drop in the bucket to these dudes. But I don't know. Man, we back to early 2000s, and it's not great. No. It's not even early 2000s because you know what? I don't know who Allen Iverson was tricking on. I don't know. I don't know who Shaq was out here messing with. I know he yes, cheated on his wife. Yes, you do. Know I don't who know. Shaq was out here messing with. Yes, you do. I know he's messing with it now. I don't oh. know who he was messing with twenty years ago. We knew ago. who he was messing with then because of that damn TV show. We knew exactly who Shaq was messing with. All right. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, that's neither. I got bless bless Zion bless John. I I really do wish the best for both of them. I would just say, Ja. I mean, Ja just got to turn off the phone and get some things. I do think there's something mentally not there with Ja right now in terms of his well being. Zion, just keep your dick in your pants, man. That's just that's just that's just flat out. That's just flat like like I and that's just not even thinking about even if we take the Mariah out of it. You're now a 22 year old athlete that has to travel more than half of the year with a child. I mean, that you didn't plan. Jason Tatum. 
it worked out for Jason. Ta- we talking about Jason Tate. Jason Tatum, who came out of Duke. He got a type too. He ain't beating the milkman allegation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason Tatum is a let. Well, it's not even. It's so it's a really bad kept secret. Like Twenty One Savage dating Lotto. He's dating LMA, but that's neither here nor there. But with Zion, it's man like raising a child. Number one at twenty two isn't not going to be easy. Doing it as an athlete is not going to be easy. And number three, we have not heard a single thing from the mother of this child. Right. And I'm sure she ain't happy. I was going to say, would you speak out <laughs> after all this? Right. Zion, oh. Zion can't say anything because if there's one thing that like caught my attention with this, no one's refuted a damn thing. No one's <laughs> refuted it. Because we all believe it's true. And if he says it's not true, she going to really pull out the receipts. And he really gonna be in trouble. So if you put Mariah Mills in a different era pre-integration, is she good? Is she <laughs> Mariah Mills doesn't look like Mariah Mills of pre-integration, but that's a different discussion for a different day. She could because she, uh, she scam on the Negro League level. I don't know what Mariah Mills looked like. <laughs> uh, see, I don't want to do this, man. See, now you got to be out here talking she, crazy. Could she scam Satchel Paige? Is she that elite? Oh, my God. But you, <laughs> I mean, you're missing- you know what? At least we full circle. All right, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not even going to go there because you know exactly why I can't answer that question. <laughs> and we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the end of the NBA season as well as a little bit what's going on in some of the, I guess, offshoot sports like golf and soccer. What's up, everybody? It's Ryan. And before we get into our next segment, I want to talk to you about something that's near and dear to my heart. Music. When I'm not doing my thing as a content writer in the cannabis space or recording with Gerald and James, I work as a freelance journalist, primarily with a site called DevPen. It's a black-owned media lifestyle brand based in Brooklyn. And back in 2018, they gave me a shot to write While I wanted to write about the NBA, I was pushed more towards music and culture. Through that push, I was able to write about Nipsey Hussle's final album, Victory Lap, the Top Dog Entertainment curated soundtrack for the Black Panther film, and so many other great pieces. Along the way, I've been able to interview the likes of Rhapsody and past the mic founder, DJ Cassidy. Through all of that, I developed a deeper passion for music that drove back way, way back to my earliest days, writing and listening about Alicia Keys and Jagged Edge and so many other R&B greats that came through the early to mid and late 2000s. Not to mention my mom made sure I heard Mary J. Blige and the Fugees and James Brown and Aretha Franklin and Tina Turner, rest in peace, and so many other great musicians. So when the month of June comes around, I can't wait to celebrate Black Music Month. I have a deep appreciation for the past, the present, as this segment will highlight the future. With each episode in the month of June, we're going to take a moment to highlight an artist that is paving the way for the next generation of Black artists and Black music. So without further ado, check out this song called Drifting by Kamari, a dope artist who just put out an album called A Brief Nirvana. See you on the other side. Breathe. 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 Drifting. 
Floating in and out of consciousness, common senses Burning castles, broke down defenses With no momentum, lost my momentum Inhaling fumes from purple flowers Losing track of all the hours You had my back like it was Cairo Practic, romantic Visions of a brief nirvana Smoking way more than I should Couple sips had more than I would all right and we are back uh the last time we we spoke uh the nba finals had not begun and this time the nba finals are over uh the nuggets took out the miami heat in five games winning their first nba championship with nicole Jokic taking home nba finals mvp honors uh Adding that into addition to his two MVP trophies, we also had Jamal Murray winning his first ring, and congratulations to Jeff Green after 16 years winning his first his first ring. Uh, before we talked, uh, um, before the NBA Finals started, uh, we all made our predictions for how the series, long the series would go. I, Gerald, and I said six games. James said, "Can they do it in three? Um, so it kind of fell <laughs> in the middle. Um, uh, obviously the, uh, game one was game one's a game two, uh, were a bit more competitive with the heat winning game two and the heat coming back late in game one to bring it within seven points. I believe, uh, they also made a push at the end of game five, obviously being a championship series. Um, but the, uh, nuggets were able to pull it out late in the fourth quarter. So I ask you, one, did the finals go the way that you expected? And two, what can the Heat do moving forward to improve upon, I guess, the end of this run? Because we have Kyle Lowry, who is already an NBA champion, but I believe is 37 years old. And we also have Jimmy Butler, who is 33 years old. I mean, uh, in terms of Miami, I think the question is they just have to decide what they're going to do moving forward. Um, I know that sounds like I'm answering your question with the same question, but it's like when you look at the Heat roster, like you brought up, Butler's old, Lowry's old. But on the same flip of the token, you have like Bam, who's I don't think Bam's 30 yet. I think Tyler Hero's what, 24, 25, something like that. And Bam is 25 and Tyler Hero is 23 years old. Right. So it's just like they have a roster with like people like a Butler, like a Lowry, who are seem like only have a few more years left, but also people like Bam and Hero who are extremely young and you could easily build another team around them if you decide to take the time to do so. So it's just, there's potential if you want to get another star, you know, uh, Bradley Beal's been floated around. I'm not buying Damian Lillard till he's traded. I just learned that lesson from the last two years. But, you know, at this point, you're going to have to make a decision whether you want to go young or go old, go all in or go all out. I think that he maxed out. I mean... Two finals appearances, one as the AC, probably. They probably don't do that run again. Uh, 
of Milwaukee and I guess Boston, I guess, but I don't, I don't really believe in them either. But I guess I have to. They, they were better than they were. They won three series as the worst team. So I don't know if you can redo that. I mean, maybe they trade for Zion. I mean, just basketball wise, but right. uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that that probably be their their best their best bet. But you know, Udonis has them retiring. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, they damn sure can't bring Zion down there without UD, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, I do want to get to the Nuggets in a minute, but just to wrap up things with the Heat. uh, In the midst of the finals, Damian Lillard publicly identified uh, the Miami Heat as his preferred trade destination. And earlier today, uh, Adam, Adrian Wojnarowski, excuse me, Adrian Wojnarowski, I almost said Adam Schefter, uh, identified identified uh, the Miami Heat as a leading um, contender to land Bradley Beal. So I, I putting those two together. Um, there's no Britain as as Gerald notified identified earlier. We can't really believe a Damian Lillard trade scenario until it really gets to like the <laughs> one yard line because we've been down this road so many times before. But um, Woj did identify Tyler Hero as a lead asset and a potential package for Bradley Beal. So I put those two together for you. Who would have a bigger impact on the Heat success immediately, considering that we do have two older all-stars in the lineup? Would it be Bradley Beal or it be Damian Lillard? Honestly, I think I'd go Beal. Like, Beal's played the second option before. He knows what it's like to spot up and shoot. Uh, It's been a while, right? Like, John Wall hasn't been on that team in a minute. But, like, he knows what that role is. He's obviously a lot more older in the tooth and hasn't been, like, a big star on a big team recently. I just feel like it would be an adjustment period with Damian Lillard where Bradley Beal, I feel like after a few games, he'd probably get it because he's been here before. If Brad Beal goes to Miami, he's probably the best player on that team. He's probably better than Jimmy just, like, offensively. That's fair. Jimmy ain't giving you thirty a night, and I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that. Brad Beal's giving you thirty a night in in Miami, but he been hitting thirty. Like let me look this up. He been hitting thirty a night with pretty good efficiency these last few years, uh, which it's a it's a it's interesting because we don't ever really talk about that. So the last his last three seasons. Uh, now he's only played 60, 40, and 50 games, but his last three seasons, we're talking about uh, 31, 23, 23. And then, uh, I'm sorry, if they pull it up for me. Uh, I mean, I can't get it. Uh, but, and then he's 50 from the floor this year, 40, 50, or 45 from the floor last year. And 48 from the floor with 30 a game and 21. I mean, as a three-point shooter, he's career 37%. Uh, 
I mean, and good free throw shooter. He's probably the best offensive player on that team with, I mean, with relative size. He's 6'4". So, you know, you you add in size where Damian Lillard doesn't have that size. So I'll go with Brad Beal if I could get a package. If I, I mean, if my package works for Damian Lillard or Brad Beal, I'll probably take Brad Beal just because he could probably be better on both sides of the floor. I don't know what what um, because you're talking about you upgrading from Kyle Lowry basically. Well, you would, yeah. I mean, you would basically. I think the measuring stick is Tyler Hero because that's the person involved in the trade. But okay, I got you there. Yeah. Um, I will say this about Damian Lloyd. I think he'd probably be the better option if you're talking about the Bam screens. Like, I think he'd be a lot more likely to knock down like a off the ball screen. Not saying Bradley can't, but like. We've seen Dame do it a lot. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but like, is is Jimmy gonna spot up at a high rate? No. You know what I'm saying? Because you yeah, talk, so there's only one ball, so it's like I rather have Brad. I could do a Jimmy Bam screen, be my bread and butter, and then mm-hmm. Brad's the floor spacer, which is a little bit better than maybe maybe that's not. I mean, I don't know. I think they're about what and what as a shooter, right? But I, I don't I, I don't think Lillard is going to play off the ball like that. So I, I'm thinking, like, Jimmy's spotting up versus Brad Beal's spotting up. But I don't know. I'll take Brad Beal. Um, I guess going off of the the heat and more towards the Nuggets, we, we head out to Denver where we have a superstar who's probably back home at this point in time after the parade because he did not seem like he wanted to be there at all. Um, that's Nicole Jokic did not seem to be too excited for all the festivities and all the media obligations that ha- take place after you win the NBA championship. Um, but he did show up to the parade. We do have Michael Malone winning his first championship. When you look at the landscape of the NBA, and we still have, as we just talked about, we have some dominoes that need to fall. But is this roster constructed in a way that you could see this team winning multiple championships? I mean, they have a bunch of young players wrapped up under contract. It's it's hard to say no, because when you look at like next year, I don't really know who you put over them. Like they made it over the hump. A lot of the teams in the West aren't getting a lot better. John Moran's missing the first 25 games. The Lakers are another year older, which is another year LeBron's older, which we don't know what that's going to look like, although we have a pretty good baseline. I mean, he's, and, not, he's retired. Yeah. He's retired. What do you <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like, I guess the only thing you would really be saying maybe you wouldn't take them next year would be like, I don't know, either Boston or Miami trading for a big piece or Phoenix clicking at the right time. But aside from that, I I just don't see why they would be the favorite. Phoenix and those dang on Clippers. Clippers, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Clippers, man. If the, I mean, if the Clippers get Kawhi, we've been saying that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... Wait, quick question. More likely to play 60 games next year, Zion or Kawhi? I wish neither was an option. Uh, <laughs> can I parlay those? <laughs> I don't, I don't back, to, back to Denver. I just that just popped I into mean, my head. That's crazy. Uh, 
Denver, Denver can win multiple championships. I don't think that'll be consecutive, though. I think uh, that core probably. But you're talking about just size. I don't think anybody has that size except for Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Boston. Boston has a size. This will make that frustrating. Well, Boston yeah. had to go th- down 3-0. Like, Boston could have beat them. Because that was making tough shots. Man, Denver, okay, I feel like Denver's like the worst champion. Oh, Lord. The last, not, not of all time, no. But I think they're the worst champion in the last five years, man. I just feel like – I don't know, man. I I feel like they're just making tough shots, which, you know, you got to. But they was they were shooting a lot. There there wasn't a lot of layups they were getting. I couldn't. I can't say that just because Jokic literally had one of the greatest <laughs> seasons in big men history. On top of that, like Jamal Murray in the finals averaged ten assists. Like, but I'm not. But he he throwing it to Jokic. <laughs> I, I think I would say I'm that not, they're better I'm not than bagging Raptors. on Jokic. Jokic is. I'm saying I don't think the Nuggets are. Like as good as former champion. I think they're better than I think they're better than the Raptors. And I a lot of that. I'm sorry. No, what are you gonna say? I'm gonna say the Raptors won 50 some games after Kawhi left. Yeah, Yeah, but I yeah, but they that still wasn't enough for to get them a championship. You can be great in the regular season, but I wouldn't pick you to win a championship. I know, but I'm saying that Raptors team was a good nucleus without Kawhi, and they had Kawhi. So the 19 Raptors, they're not gonna beat the 19 Raptors. They I, some, I they think they, I think they beat because I they barely beat the Sixers to begin with, and they weren't supposed to beat the Warriors. So you're saying because they run, they run was a little bit more difficult. Okay, all right, I'm with you then. I don't know if the Sixers are better. Than some of the teams that the like the Sixers weren't like this like Joel Embiid's a better player now than he was in 2019, and that team is around him. Well, Jimmy Butler though they had Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and that team didn't function. They had like if you put them like individually, yeah, but as a unit, I don't know if they functioned that well together. I don't think the Nuggets get out that East, to be honest. But I feel like hold on, I was gonna say. If we're gonna have this conversation, y'all think like I'm not talking about Warriors as a whole. Like y'all think last year's Warriors was better than this Nuggets team? Nope. Not if Steph's not playing that way. Nope. Exactly. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like as a whole, like I saw I saw Jokic lose to him last year though. That's without Murray. That's not. not that, that, I don't Murray. know if Murray is that. I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I, I my question about the know. the Nuggets is contractually that yes on paper they should be, but I just saw. I mean, I can't say I just saw. We've seen the. I said the same thing about the Bucks. Oh, they should win multiple championships, and it just yeah. hasn't come together because of injuries. And this is a team that we just we just mentioned Jamal Murray's missed a significant portion of time. Um, I just looked it up. The Michael Porter has not played more than sixty-two games in a regular season. Um, Aaron Gordon does not play a style that's conducive to you being healthy for a long, like stretch of time. Like I just I there are a number of ways I could like you could say that with any NBA champion. I I do get that, but I just the way yeah. we're looking at the West, it's just if Zion happens to play well, that's a tough team. If the Grizzlies get it down the stretch, that's a good team. If I don't know what the hell the Suns are doing at this point in time. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do, but that is still a good collection of players. And then also we have the Clippers. I just think there's a lot of things that could go, go wrong. And also, Mike Malone is not Budenholzer. 
by any stretch. I don't believe he's that, but I don't believe he he's a coach that I don't necessarily. I think sometimes when he can match certain things and the play of certain superstars players can match certain things. And I don't know if he's, he, he could get out coached. And that, that's basically what I'm saying. He could get out. I'm not saying he, anybody can get out coached. I'm saying like, I, Mike Malone, man, he, be, he maxed out too. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like you put some of these coaches with next to Europeans and like young dudes and they start like looking like something different. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. No, I get get you, but I could also say I I understand what you're saying, but I could also say maybe Budenholzer maxed out what Giannis could be. Oh, he absolutely. I'm with you. (laughs) I I know we talked about Coach Bud, but you're talking about like okay, like Popovich, right? I think he's one of the greatest, right? Right. You saw, you saw Coach Pop when he was coaching Tim Duncan in the Europeans, versus when he was coaching Kawhi. It got dicey with Kawhi, didn't it? Yeah, but I also feel I also feel like yeah, he developed Kawhi. I also feel like he developed Kawhi a lot under that system. I'm not saying he didn't develop Kawhi, but once it was time to like talk to grown men, like that's not gonna take all that bullshit. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I'm talking about. But and I could also say the thing about David Robinson. Dave Robinson I'm with you, but Dave Robinson went to the Naval Academy. Yeah, I'm saying he don't take shit neither, but he was able to work with him. Nah, but David Robinson was like, okay, yes, coach. That type of thing. He was part of that Spurs culture thing too, and it's like when you, I'm saying like when you start talking to people like it's kind of like the Belichick thing, man. Like certain folks, like there's certain coaches that you know they're gonna be in a, a good situation no matter what. But like, wasn't Mike Malone Boogie's coach? I uh, Mike Malone was Boogie's coach in Sacramento, wasn't he? I know. I. I want to say. Yeah, he was. And that's, man, that's what I'm saying, bro. Because he had George Carlin, then he had Mike Malone. Like, Boogie had a good season with Mike Malone, but it's like, uh. Yeah, but that's also one season. Yeah. yeah. A guy that didn't want to be there. Yeah, he coached one season. I, I don't necessarily know if I take a I'm, lot from that. I'm not trying to take it away from Mike Malone. I'm just saying, like, there's a level of, like, Mike Malone be on that I coach heavy bullshit. That, but also. He not Ty Lue? No, I'm, no. I'm looking at I'm looking at this, and I'm just like, they had, they've had, what, seven coaches in the last decade the Kings have? Yeah, I'm with you. Like that's not necessarily, and then you have like a volatile personality like Demarcus Cousins. I don't know if that's necessarily on yeah. either one of those guys. Like I'm, I'm with you. But what I'm saying is, like, as the guys get older, contracts get up. It's time for somebody to give more of the piece of the pie. I don't know. I mean, he can coach for sure, but I'm saying the coaching job gets harder the more you win. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. I just I mean like you got to be like a Ty Lu type coach, like yeah, to I'm, a degree. But we've never like Ty Lu is a great coach, but I've never what? like they've won, but they haven't. He hasn't won consecutive championships. Like, I can't yeah. say that he's great with that either until I see him do it. Right, no, but you've seen him at multiple places. Like, yeah, I've seen him yeah. win at multiple places, but I haven't seen it. 
Like we're talking about, like I think there's a difference between winning and winning a championship. Like there's those are two different things. Uh, okay, then my fault. There, no problem. There's like the reason I was also bringing up like them having a possibility of doing it like next year. Like you did bring up the injuries, which is a fair point, but it's also they weren't healthy this year the whole way through. Like Jamal Murray took a while to get adjusted. Uh, Michael Porter missed multiple games, like you said. Like at one point, I know I keep bringing it up, but it is important. At one point. For a good chunk of this season, the second highest score behind Jokic was Bruce Brown. That was a thing that we all saw. So no, it was just like you should talk to Zion. I'm sorry. <laughs> word. But yeah, like I just think when you look at this season, they went through a lot of stuff that we just wasn't covered, whether it was because they're not like a mainstream team or people just kind of overlooked them. So like there is a chance where they could be all injured next year, but there's also a chance they could be healthier next year, which might bode well for him so i just i don't know i just think i would take them over the field as of right now Gotcha. over the field okay i'm with you all right we're, we're coming up on the hour mark so i do want to run through some things real quick um you were talking about uh before we started recording uh pga tour has merged with live golf um actually i shouldn't say merged because that's not the language that they're using live golf has bought a has be bought a sponsor significant sponsorship stake in the nonprofit organization that is PGA Golf. Um, this has I can't say this is as upset many of the tour participants because those that did not sign on to play for Live Golf, such as Rory McElroy and Tiger Woods, they haven't talked about it uh openly, but it has been reported that Tiger Woods was offered approximately $900 million to go play for Saudi Arabia's uh, Live Golf. And this has ruffled some feathers considering the floodgates that this might open for the Saudi Arabian government and their public fund to buy into American sports in a practice known as sports washing. If you don't know what sports washing is, you can go Google that. Um, but it's, it's sparked the interest of some sports fans. I can't say a lot because golf is not a major sport in america but it has raised some concerns um about what could be next whether that be saudi arabians public fund buying a portion of a baseball team a basketball team or even a football team uh <laughs> but i i i would ask you um i know this is going to be an open-ended question and we're trying to wrap this up but i would ask you that what do you think that this development in terms of golf could mean for the rest of, I guess, popular North American sports. Hmm. You can go first, James. I'm still trying to get my thoughts. I think nothing's off limits. The boys coming for everything. <laughs> they came for the white man's sport. That's all I can tell you. They, they coming for everything. I mean, but yeah. I mean, they going to buy the Lakers one day. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that's, a good way of putting it that Saudi can now, let's say, be a participant in American sports. Uh, to what extent, still kind of unknown, but yeah, I guess we're just gonna have to see how far this is going to go. The, the tricky part is a public fund. It's not like one person owns it. It's like Saudi Arabia owns that, and it's like, right. what does that mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know what it means, but it's like, uh. But the last thing I want to touch on um, real quick, 
uh, with Messi, uh, who's coming to um, the MLS. He's going to play for Inter Miami, which is an expansion team that was started in part on a similar deal done with David Beckham long ago. Uh, through this deal, I don't know the particular... It's hard to quantify the amount of money he's going to make because he's going to get an ownership stake in MLS. He's also going to commission off of Apple TV Plus subscribers that subscribe to the MLS package in addition to his Inter-Miami salary and all of the other endorsements that will come with this. Uh, I'm not going to ask y'all if this is going to make y'all watch soccer because I don't feel like it's going to make any of us watch more soccer. Then we, like it's just gonna be what it's gonna be. Um, but do you think this is a net positive for American soccer as we near the 2026 World Cup that is coming to I believe it's coming to both Boston and Kansas City? And mm. I don't think it's going to Hartford. I think Hartford was one of the cities. I don't know. Gillette. It's going to Gillette. So I was going to Gillette, Gillette, Gillette. Got you. Uh I think so. I think it hurts my heart that Sporting KC couldn't get the can get the um, Ronaldo deal done because I'd have been insufferable if Ronaldo. Was <laughs> well, that's reported. That's he's still there's reports that he's still interested, and in. it's just gonna it's gonna depend on how the Messi deal goes. Right. He's still trying to go to Sporting KC. No, I mean I don't. Hey man, if he, if he can go play in Miami. To, if if there was a world where Patrick Mahomes was the second best athlete in Kansas City, I would be. I, I would be insufferable. Y'all be like, why does he have so much seven? On <laughs> be like, this, is that a Ronaldo Sporting KC gear? Yes, yes. I would, yes, I would be insufferable. You know who needs to come here? Who? Mbappe. Boom, oh, back. Boom, no. back. boom, back. Boom, back. Boom, back comes to America. The boom back comes to America. I'm getting season pads. <laughs> the great thing about these dudes coming to America is, I guess I'll pose a question to y'all. If, if just pick random ten people you know in your life, if Messi oh. walked by them on the street, would they know to, know who Messi is? That's the thing. No, uh, <laughs> no, that's good. Not where I live. No, I don't think people know who Messi is. Like in America, no, no. So that's the thing. I think. That was one of the things I was listening to Dan Lebetard, um talk a couple of days ago, and he mentioned that, and it was just like he's not living like in the city of Miami. One, because Inter Miami don't play in Miami; they play in Fort Lauderdale. Right. Oh. But two, it makes his life a. He can't just obviously he can't just walk around anywhere. Um, and not in Miami because them dudes they they know they know they they, they know. Stay. Also, if you're just worth a certain amount of money, you just can't be walking around regularly. Yeah, that's true. But uh, just beyond that. Like, it makes his life a whole lot more easier because he's talked. I didn't know this until after the deal. He talked about how miserable his his family is, which I didn't know he had like a wife and kids at this point. But it mm. makes sense. He's in his mid thirties. Like, he's kind of gotten tired of being mobbed every time he walks outside, and it's kind of nice to being able to just walk around and be a normal person for a degree. And Obviously, that's gonna change when the World Cup comes around, but. Yeah. yeah, it might change, but mm-hmm. he ain't got to watch speak no English either. He go to Miami, he good. He oh, oh, you don't speak plenty of English. Jackson, Benjamin, all that. <laughs> like, that's the only English you don't need to learn. That's the only. <laughs> oh, Apple, put all them Apple patches. You tell me I got commission every time somebody subscribes to Apple TV Plus? Put all them patches on my jersey. <laughs> if I got commission, everybody, somebody's 
to TV Plus, I'd sign up for 25 emails. Don't play with me. <laughs> oh my God. I'll be like, get it how I live. Be like, hey, Apple TV. Be like, hey, what y'all watching? Netflix, nope, not in this house. No, we ain't not doing that. You better not wear that. Didn't Hulu, Hulu. Who, 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 who? What? No, we ain't doing that. Did, Apple they... Plus Plus. Yeah. Like, they, I, I say Apple so much, they be like, you, what fruit you want? Apple? Oh, my fault. Just give and me then, my fault. And then people were worried like, what kind of precedent is it said that people can come in? First of all, they're giving, I know it's a lot of money he's going to get, but like we talked about the, the panth, I mean, not the Hornets being worth 3.3 million, $3 billion. Right. Apple's worth $3 trillion. Yeah. This is a drop yeah. in the bucket for them. Right. Yeah. Like, come over here. Yeah. You want this money? Come get it. And, it, and it's a different president because MLS doesn't have like homegrown talent like that. So yeah. it's like, it ain't it ain't no like ML is MLS draft, but it ain't the boy from Johns Hopkins or whatever they got ain't gonna I, I just made that up. But I'm saying mm-hmm. the boy from Johns Hopkins ain't gonna be like, I'm the next Messi. Like, nah, nah ain't nobody. Doing I mean, you can believe that. You can believe like, that. He, Freddie he, Adu, number one pick, ain't ain't doing that. Ain't doing numbers like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, Freddie Adu was doing numbers back in the day. Freddie Adu has some chips, though. Freddie Adu, DC United, them, them squads was fine. I can't believe they had him out there playing professional soccer at 14. That sounds so Man, crazy. Freddie Adu. You know how bad the rest of the professionals have to be that a 14-year-old can come out there and play? They was winning chips, too. I was <laughs> winning chips. Have like, we not learned from Luca that you could just do it? They, they beat Sporting KC one year. They beat the Wizards. Um, but I guess to wrap the things up before we get to quick hits, the thing with um Ronaldo and the reason why he's considering coming is similar to Messi is they also still play for the team their national team that's going to play in the World Cup. So had he gone and played for um Saudi Arabia, coincidentally, um he would have been paid a billion dollars a year. Right. But the travel that it would take to play for Saudi Arabia, then travel back home to play for Argentina, is just way too much for him. Right. So it was just like it, the same thing could be said for Ronaldo is we got to go all the way over to the side of the country, even though for a billion dollars, man, oh might go over there and do it, dog. All I know is if, if Ronaldo get SKC on the chest, it's over around here. We're not going to be able to talk about nothing. I'm going to be like, hey, Ryan, could, could Ronaldo, Ronaldo? <laughs> could Ronaldo walk in there and – what what where would Ronaldo have to go in Kansas City to be recognized? Man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you right. You right though. <laughs> hey, Pat Pat walking in with him. Here's here's my friend Ronaldo. No, I'm just playing. We really like soccer as opposed mm-hmm. to other American cities. So he might yeah. be able to recognize. Yeah, you, you think he gonna he gonna fry, ride the free bus system? He go <laughs> <laughs> No, he's not riding no. You see that Ferrari that just zoomed past? That's him. <laughs> if if Pat owns restaurants in Kansas City, what is what is Ronaldo? Ronaldo on? on the highway. He owns the, <laughs> on the highway. Ronaldo be like Ronaldo's barbecue. It'd be crazy. I don't know what that dynamic would be. You'd be like Ronaldo here. Oh, okay. I mean, I would be insufferable because I'd be like that'd be crazy, but. Be like, what is, what is Ronaldo? Ain't nobody here that speaks Portuguese. But the crazy you know thing about some of these athletes is, like soccer players, they're not as worth as much money as I thought they were. 
don't know. Cause like uh, like they, Ronaldo and Me- shorter. Ronaldo and Messi's net worth combined is LeBron's net worth. Oh yeah. Like that's in- if I'm them, I'm 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 furious. Nah, you <laughs> no, you're not, because a lot of that stuff is under the table. That is true. Yeah, a lot of that stuff ain't uh they got the money, they just ain't got the it ain't, it yeah, but if we get under the table, I gotta ask you this coming from because that could have some consequences later. No, you don't, you don't ask no, no questions. <laughs> you just do what they say. <laughs> or that's what happened to Maradona. They they got him on the tax because they he beat Italy in the World Cup. Um. So I guess this brings us to our our end. Uh, we do have um some updates in regards to soccer and American soccer team USA. We've talked openly about um, kind of what has gone on with the U.S. men's coach who has been fired, reappointed, um, uh, Greg Berhalter and his relationship with one of his players or a star player or a star, I guess, um, talent player from America, Gia Reyna. And he said earlier today that there's still work to be done on their relationship. He said, I certainly acknowledge that there's work to be work to do and Gio is an important player to this team he's an extremely talented individual and I have the obligation commitment to coach him like I coach every other player and I want to get the best out of him meaning they still got beef uh elsewhere um coach prime Deion Sanders uh the report coming from the uh, Associated Press earlier actually I should say earlier to earlier this afternoon um, about two hours to go, uh, it reads, uh, Deion Sanders might lose his foot as a result of circulation issues that forced him to have two toes amputated in 2021. Sanders mm. allowed cameras with the pregame show to film a meeting with his medical team at the University of Colorado, where he's preparing for his first season as head coach. So prayers out to Coach Deion Sanders and, or, excuse me, Coach Prime um, and the Sanders family. Um, and last but not least, um, actually, I shouldn't say last but not least, uh, second to last, uh, we have Brittany Griner. Um, she is now allowed to fly charter again. Um, she did have some issues with a, I can't even call him a fan, but a person who approached her and a few of her teammates at the airport and, uh, I guess asked her some aggressive questions regarding her detainment in Russia, mm-hmm. uh, which has implored, uh, Quite a few NBA team, WNBA teams that put um, additional security around their players moving forward. And last but not least, uh, Michael Jordan. He no longer, I mean, he, he's always going to be tied to the NBA, but he no longer has any official business ties to the NBA now that he has uh, sold the Charlotte Hornets for approximately $3 billion by a group led by Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall. Uh, which also includes a minority ownership from one Jermaine Cole. Um, so, what? So, when Michael Jordan died, does Larsa Pippen get some of the money? Hey, moving on, man. <laughs> Jeez. They start, you know, so they started a podcast, right? What'd you say? You know, they started a podcast, right? Yes, I saw that. What? Uh, but yeah, that, that kind of wraps things up. Um, I know we went a bit long, but uh, we'll try to we'll try to cut this down before you hear it. Um, without further ado, my name is Ryan Shepard. Um, a shout out to my two co-hosts Gerald and James for making everything happen. 
And for you, the listener, for always supporting us. We'll be back very soon. Until then, we are leaving the group chat. Peace.